0: Justice Warriors, Heather Rowling, previously Cohen, Justice Warriors Investigations here. And my special guest today is Burt Staggs. Hi, Burt.
1: Hi, Heather. <laughs> Congratulations on the new marriage, by the way. I haven't had a chance to tell you that.
0: Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, it's really exciting to me that we are doing this right now because <laughs> we have a history. Um, not just with this case, but with also um, other cases, but it's it's very ironic, you know, what we're doing today, and where we're at today with this, because you were actually the one that kind of enticed me to get involved with this case, yeah, thanks a lot, Bert.
1: <laughs> well, I, it was too far from home, I mean, you know, yeah. it's a serious, it's a serious thing, but, but I didn't have time, and then, and then after I I guess you call broke the story when I, when I was able to get the autopsy. Right. I, I only intended to do so much along the way because there were seven or eight other cold cases that, and to bring back the people that watch this, so I guess they need the history. Mm-hmm. Um, literally, this was never meant to be more than just talking about a cold case in right. short. Um, my, my mom, (laughs) I had literally requested six or eight autopsies. I was going to do six or eight cold cases and literally sitting at dinner in a pizza restaurant. My mom says, what about that lady that disappeared over in West Tennessee and they found her body at a cemetery. And so I had to go back and look up the parameters to see who that was. And I included it in my request to the, uh, medical examiner. And then I filed them all away for two or three months and, I didn't know that yeah, that this yeah. case was sitting like that right so when we went public with it I, I know some stations down in Memphis grabbed it and then you and I discussed it and from there on I was like here
0: mm-hmm. I've
1: done what I want to do with this case and, and you took it and ran and you've gone a long way yep. with it
0: <laughs> yep um yeah and we did have a guest there for a minute I don't know where she went but um you know, when when we had first spoken about it, um, you just said, hey, you know, look at this with fresh eyes. But it's sure. it's funny that here we are and, you know, and I've gone, I think, probably much deeper with it than you ever expected me to. <laughs> oh,
1: I, like I said, I, this was, I mean, it's it's no disrespect to anybody involved in that right. case, but exactly. but it was just going to be another one page thing for me. And that was it. Mm-hmm. And to, to bring a little light on some Just cold cases the because, of,
0: but yeah.
1: because a district it, attorney right. locally had asked me to look into some. So I didn't go any further with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. But so like you said, you know, you brought it to me. You said, hey, you know, you should look at this with a fresh set of eyes. And boy, mm-hmm. I took that case and I ran. And now here we are today. And we have uh, different opinions on it um, at this point which Mm -hmm. I thought was a really good opportunity because I respect you and I think you respect me. And I said, Bert, um, let's talk about this and you know, just in a respectful way, I respect your opinion. You respect mine. And we're still going to be friends at the end of the day. Um, I am one of those people that, I mean, I, I feel like with my friends, Um, I should be able to, and they should be able to say how they feel and what they think without, you know, taking it personal. Right. And, um, and so, you know, I thought, man, you know, we've had all these podcasts and it's always me and Tracy and well, Tracy Mm -hmm. has seen and heard the same witness audios I have. And, you know, and so, you know, she has pretty much the same opinion that I do. And that's not really much fun, is it? So I thought, man, let's let's get somebody on here. Let's give it some content. And let's Mm -hmm. get somebody on here that um, you know, can represent the other side of this because I feel like, you know, we are really divided right now. Um, Dyer County, you know, and basically anybody that is really following this case, you know, there is this like division. There are these people over here that think this, and these people over here that think this. And man, it is you know, really confrontational sometimes between the two. Wow. Um, and it doesn't have to be like that. I mean, I know in some cases, you know, people have, you know, personal investments,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, you know, reasons why the subject would make them emotional. But, um, you know, for most people, we should be able to have varying opinions on it without being hateful or mean or, you know, this ugly.
1: Right. I mean, sometimes if you take both points of view and look at them, the mm-hmm. truth is somewhere in the middle, right? You know, and and, and okay. that's what I kind of I kind of believe maybe the case in this case or multiple cases, right? You know, it's it's not always a A or a B. Sometimes it's kind of in the middle,
0: something in the middle. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, I think you know. Anybody that's been listening to the podcast and um, following me at all, I think they have a pretty good idea, you know, what my thoughts and my opinions are. And anybody that's following you probably knows what your thoughts and opinions are. But I'm going to just give you the floor right now. And I want you to just, you know, sell it to me. Like, tell me, um, you know, what you think and why you think it.
1: Well, okay. I'm just going to take this and parallel it to almost every other case that that Uh I've been involved in um i don 't know who did this i don 't think any of us know who, we none of us know who did it we have Absolutely. we have thoughts, yeah. but that 's also not fair to them because none of them have been named suspects,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but maybe persons of interest but not suspects right and but that leads you to believe that that i 'm more statistical in the way I look at things. Um, I tend to think that closer to home or people with knowledge or who know that person, you know the statistics on. Domestic violence assaults and domestic violence deaths, and things like that. Women are traditionally killed by someone in their inner circle, a yep. male in their life. Right now, let's be honest. In this case, there that could sp- get tentacles. Mm-hmm. It's possible mm-hmm. because there could be a male in their life that that we're aware of or not aware of, which could be even the third scenario. But yep. I tend to I tend to subscribe to Arkham's razor which basically means that the, the most simple explanation is usually the, the right answer.
0: Yeah.
1: And in this case, there was a divorce filed. There's no secret to that. There was right. some petition filed. It seemed to be getting pretty ugly reading the files.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So if I'm the detective, I'm starting close to home first and I'm in no way accusing anybody. I'm just saying that's <laughs> where I would, I would start my net.
0: That is, that is not what this is about. It's never been what it's about. What it is about, right. it has always been about, is making sure that the public has all the facts. You know, I'm, right. I'm extremely passionate about truth. And I think a lot Mm -hmm. of that probably has to do with my upbringing and, you know, there were a lot of things that happened in my childhood that I was called a liar about that, you know, and so Mm -hmm. I've kind of just, even, you know, in my early adult years, I've always had this kind of, um, um, maybe it's a compulsion to, uh, actually stand up for the truth. Like right. you know, not just if it's you know my truth, but like also to stand up for other people whose voices aren't being heard. But anyway, I'm getting I I, I digress. So back to what I was saying. But you know, I just feel like um, you know when it comes to any case, not just this case, that you know these things are very relevant. You know the mm-hmm. things that the things that I uncovered, the the things that I learned um, in my investigation, in my mind were just very relevant to the case and no judge and no jury and and the public could could you know come to a conclusion uh an an educated decision um and conclusion on how they feel about the case or what they think happened unless they know all of these facts do those facts um mean that you know I I don't think it's a secret so you know does it mean that the people I've been investigating are the people who killed Karen no it doesn't it 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 could mean it could just mean what it means and nothing else but Mm -hmm. the things that I have uncovered I feel strongly and passionately that they at least provide reason to investigate to, to consider these things and investigate, you know, and not just, you know, your th- your motto is kind of the uh, Occam's razor, where you just, you know, stay focused on, you know, the most obvious, because that's, but but sometimes it's not, and sometimes, right. it's, sometimes not. it's not, yeah, and, and I just think that it would be a uh, slap in the face to justice, to what justice stands for, to not provide all the facts. Was Karen having um, an affair or multiple affairs? Um, I can say with 100% certainty without any fear of it coming back and haunting me somehow that she she was having um, an affair. Uh, One man that I interviewed um, verified that he Was having an affair with Karen, and the funny thing about that is, and and I have not, even though I know that, I have never, you know, blasted this man's name in the public. I have never seen this man's name in the public. Um, but I mean, of course, I provided it, you know, to the DA's office and everything, and I don't think, honestly, uh, from what I understand, the sheriff's department had already interviewed him. They already knew that. Like, that was not a secret either. Um, but that affair was confirmed straight from the horse's mouth. You know, he told me, yes, I was having an affair. Yes, I was questioned by DCSF, you know?
1: And, and that expands what we talked about earlier. The men, men, people, right. men in, in the life. It, it's right. one step out of the, of the ring. Absolutely. So it expands that list.
0: And then there is another individual um, and I feel like I'm just being, and and there probably isn't reason to be at this point, but um, you know, the other individual whom I didn't get it straight from their mouth, um, but I got it from a close friend of Karen's that I actually know for a fact that she did call Danny Goodman and did tell Danny Goodman that, that she had discussed that affair with Karen directly. So there were at least Two that I know of. And, you know, this isn't by any means some attempt to, um, you know, smear uh, Karen's name. You know, she is a victim here. I want justice for her. You know, Mm. most of all, that is what this is all about. It's not about some petty little feud between me and the richest family in Dyersburg, (laughs) you know, it's, um, it is about justice for her. And at the end of the day, if David did do it, and I have said this straight to David, I have no obligation to him. And, you know, with that being said, you know, when I set out to do this, it was to find the truth, Mm -hmm. you know, and at the end of the day, if it's that David did it, then David's the one that that should be held accountable for it. And I feel that and I've told David, like, you know, I'm not obligated to you. If at any point, my view changed or I had reason to think you, you'd you lied to me, then, you know, I'm, I mean, it is what it is. Like, I'm, you know, I'm gonna have to face that, that truth. But It doesn't negate the fact that there are these other things over here that deserved to be investigated and looked at that were and and i think that the fact that i was hearing from these people so much that the sheriff's department wouldn't take them seriously that made me you know look in that direction even harder because i'm like okay this hasn't received the the attention that it needs and I gave it the attention that I believe it needed. So here we are. Okay, your turn, sorry. <laughs> well,
1: did, well, that expands on the list of, of possible suspects or possible happenings. Right. When you know there's definitely some affairs, um, you know, it just continues to, to spread out and it, it goes out and out who they have to look at. Um, mm-hmm. You have done far more due diligence on this than I have. I mean, they're, that's one thing that is indisputable is, is you've done a lot more real research on this than I have. I mean, I've spent two, three days up there, I think, and just pulled some files and got some autopsies and looked at some different things. So, and I guess if we were looking at this, it's now, now more than ever in, in my prior journalistic life, I tend to do breaking news and mm-hmm. now I tend to report on trials. So, so now it's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of shifted in how I do things, Mm -hmm. but I guess now what we're talking about would be if we're, if we're looking at the spouse in a murder, we're now looking at, we're looking at the criminal defense side of it as an alternate theory. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And, and that's kind of what you would have if, if we're assuming, if we're just assuming that spouse is, is the number one suspect or a person of of close personal contact. And then we move over to the other, then we're talking about alt theories of the case in in a defense strategy. So, you know, and those things are real and they deserve to have weight because they could be true.
0: So, well, and what's funny about that is that, you know, that's not how I looked at it when I got involved with this. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I didn't, you know, I guess, you know, I, I was still somewhat green. And I think that, um, you know, these types of cases, you know, I hadn't done too terribly many of them. And so, you know, my view on it is I'm just going out there looking for the truth. Because you've got the prosecution that's got their eyes set here. Of course, you're going to have the defense that's, you know, there for for the, the accused. Well, here I am somewhere in the middle, and I don't have a dog in this fight. The only thing I am fighting for is a better justice system that, oh. um, you know, that honors Lady Justice's motto of uh, equality. And I feel that, you know, not just with this case, but with um, many of the cases, in some cases that I didn't even necessarily work, but, you know, from down around that area, that what I've gathered, what I'm, what I'm realizing is that there really is a problem, you know, there really is an issue with, you know, these people over here being treated uh, with favoritism and these people over here, by God, they get the book thrown at them, um, you know, with every little thing, you know, these people are, I mean, you know, they can do whatever the hell they want, you know we we yeah. definitely
1: have a socioeconomic bias in right. our jury system in our, in our judicial system. Right. I mean there is, there's no doubt that's true.
0: And you know, I know it's a big fight cuz really it's like, you know, the Karen Swift case is not by any means a small fight, but the bigger fight, the bigger picture is um the fight for a better justice system, you know. Uh-huh. And um uh Well, I'll let you kind of kick us off with the recent developments. Why don't you, um, you know, share
1: that? Uh, Well, let's just talk about it in general. Um, I was uh, covering the Travis Ron King uh, Waffle House murders in Nashville. I'll be honest, this case has not crossed my mind. I think earlier earlier last month I had a slow day and some memories popped up. I happened to share something in early January. And it was just mainly because it was just I I hate to say this, but it was just filler. I mean, you need, I needed something in there that day and I'd seen it in memory. So I thought "Eh, yeah, it's still cold and it's still going. People Mm -hmm. still talk about it from time to time, but uh, I guess it was last week. I was sitting in trial and I looked down and I got a message and then, then two, then three from Dyer County Mm -hmm. that there was a search taking place at uh, Willie Johnson road behind the uh, former, uh, residents of uh mm-hmm. david and karen swift and uh multiple people sent me photos as they drove by yeah. which which uh confirmed which told me something was definitely going on i reached out to my contact at the tbi and they confirmed that they were assisting the uh Dyer county sheriff's office and then uh, and it, then sheriff box confirmed that there was a search there mm-hmm. and it was linked to the uh Karen Swift murder investigation, and that's pretty much where we stand today. I don't think anybody has taken it any further than that.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I'll I'll tell you a little bit about what I know um, about that, which isn't much. Um, Obviously, they don't report to me, Um, but, you know, when I got word that they were digging at the Swift home, Um, I sent a message to General Goodman and you know I I told you earlier you know General Goodman has a way it's like when I come to him with something I'm hearing and it's not true he'll say that is not true that's a rumor and um, I said I said uh, Danny I'm hearing that they have dug up a burn barrel and his only response to me was okay (laughs) and i said oh okay all right got it got it um and i think you know things like that even though they probably wouldn't want like the public to know their neighbors or people watching you know they're seeing what's going on they can't really deny it because you know there's people that saw it um so you know me of course i'm like okay well i assume based on the location that You know, if this is what you think it is, that it would probably implicate David, you know, and...
1: That would be the most logical assumption.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, so of course, I wanted to um, talk to David. I wanted to find out, you know, more about this burn barrel. I wanted to find out, you know, how, how he would respond. You know, and I asked him, um, I asked him point blank, if he'd ever buried anything in that backyard. And he said, no. And I asked him um, if he, you know, if they had burned barrels back there, he said, yes, um, which is, you know, pretty common. Um, And he said that, you know, um, he and Karen burned trash back there all the time, instead of paying for trash uh, pickup, that's what they did. Um, Again, not that uncommon, but um, he said that, you know, Karen had, which, you know, may be uh, irrelevant, but he said that she had actually accidentally set the place on fire a couple times and that they had almost been fined for it. Um, He said that she, uh, or I'm sorry, I asked him um, how many burn barrels there were, and he said to... And I asked him if they were both there when he moved and he said, yeah, I think so. Um, so I took it a step further. And, uh, we know that David and Karen lived there from 2014 to 2018. Then it was sold. I'm not sure. I have not done my due diligence on that yet. I'm not sure who the owners were after them. Um, so there was somebody in between. And then after that, um, It was uh, uh, Margaret Welch and her live-in boyfriend Thad. And I am a friend of, you know, Maggie and I are friends. So I called Maggie and I asked her um, when she moved in, how many burn barrels were back there? And she said, one. And I asked her, I said, well, um, did you guys ever bury a burn barrel back there? And she said, no. So what that tells me is that somewhere between you know assuming that David is telling me the truth of course that the burn barrel um unless it was a burn barrel that was buried long before which you know um logically I think it's you know we're assuming which is probably a safe assumption that it's the missing burn barrel there were two then there's one so it's probably that one question is who buried it um and You know, so assuming that David is telling the truth, um, then it happened somewhere between um, uh, when David lived there and Maggie and Thad moved in, which if you give me a second, I can tell you. Um, uh, Okay, the house was built in 2005, sold to the Swifts in 2018, sold in 2014, then sold again in 2017 to Maggie and Thad, and then sold again um, in, two, in 2021 to the people that are there now.
1: So we're, we're talking about a, a period of seven years? Yes. No, eight. Well, oh, well one thing, okay. no longer. Um, 14.
0: What? Um, No. Okay, Tracy messaged me 2017, but I think it was 2018 when they sold it to Thad and, and Maggie. So that means, well, it'd be four years, four years between the time that Swifts sold it and Maggie and Thad bought it. So somewhere in that four, sometime in that four years, um, somebody buried a burn barrel.
1: Or, you know, I'm a country boy burn barrels after a while after enoughs burnt in them they start they start breaking down
0: yes
1: from the water in so that explanation to me so it it could be it, it there could actually not be a missing barrel per se yeah. there could be you know it could have just been one that deteriorated over the course of the years and fell apart
0: right mm-hmm. and honestly that is my opinion of the burn barrel right now mm-hmm. um, until i have more details until i have heard what is in the burn barrel i am going to assume that it's nothing i i really don't think there's anything to it i think what's going to happen is it's going to go quiet you know they may or may not release a report saying that you know there wasn't anything substantial mm-hmm. Um, but I don't, I don't think it's going to, uh, result in it, anything. Now, um, of course that's kind of a bold statement and I'm going to feel really stupid if it comes back and it's some big thing, but, um, but that's just my opinion right now based on the information I have, which is all I can base an opinion on. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, it, it's just pure speculation at this point to go any further than supposedly there was a burn barrel located and dug up. And right. that's what we know. I mean, anything else would be pure speculation.
0: Exactly. But you know, I mean, honestly, I feel like this is good. You know, we want the public to be interested in this. We want, you know, I would rather, you know, people be debating over then, then, then to, than to forget about it. Because when we forget about it, then that's when it just you know. I mean, I feel like um, the fact that the public has stayed so adamant about getting justice for Karen uh, is probably a majority of the reason why we're here today, with with the TBI still digging and the developments, and you know, people are still interested in it. They haven't forgotten, sure. and that's a good thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Even, even if it is a little painful for some like me, um, <laughs> cause the attacks and whatever, you know, I'd rather that be going on than just for Karen to be forgotten about.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, when I ask him, when I originally did those original nine or 10, that's that's what it was about. is just to, to bring focus back to victims that had been cold.
0: Right. I mean, that's
1: the only reason. And I guess in a weird way, my mom asking me about that case lit a fire under this one it did i mean it, I mean, it was it was it was never in an intent to get it to go this far but I, but no matter what's happened i'm I'm glad it did happen
0: well Bert, i don't know i mean i think you know me pretty well but you should know i don't half-ass anything mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but i know you better now than i knew you then <laughs> i knew you better now than i knew you then so yeah yeah that's true that's Cause, true because we had just i mean we had just really talked about bobo and some other things at that point yeah, and then that's split over into. I mean, just look. I mean, you know, I, I I like to take these things as they go. I mean, this thing started as Swift, and mm-hmm. then it spilled down to Wesley Conway, and we actually have a trial date in Wesley Conway yep. now. Mm-hmm. I mean, just think. I mean, you know, there's so many things, and yeah, I mean, you. He's now retired, so I think we could tell a funny story about how these things develop. And I think people that are uh-huh. watching these things like to hear this stuff. Do uh-huh. you remember? You remember the day we went into the circuit court clerk's office and. And yeah. uh, another, Danny, and Danny Tanner is basically telling me, I, I, I really don't wish you'd look into this.
0: Yeah.
1: And, and I, and I thought he was being, and I thought he was being crooked. Right. And, and I've told him, so now it's kind of fun. And yeah. then he calls me back and says, I had the indictments laying in my desk. I was waiting on the last two. <laughs> so <laughs> so, so you know, it's kind of fun that the way these things progress, and and it's and it's good that there's people like you out there to to really fight for for justice and just this justice warrior thing you started. Is incredible. I mean, because you, you put a lot of passion into it, and that's good.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of you know Hardin County, which is uh, where the you know Wesley Conway case is being heard, right?
1: No, that's Decatur. Hardin's south of it. we're heading to, oh. we're heading to Hardin tomorrow.
0: Oh, that's right. But but it's uh but it's Matt Stowe's office that's cross county. No,
1: they're, right? they're all the same district. Yes.
0: Okay. Yeah. I don't know why that's so confusing for me.
1: <laughs> it's like, just, always, just remember from Mississippi to Kentucky is Matt Stowe. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, now what was I – what in the world was I <laughs> – You were going to ask me drive. about Decatur
1: County. You were asking either asking me about Decatur County or Hardin County.
0: Yeah, um, I don't know. Or Matt Stowe. Yeah, it was, something, uh, it was something that I was coming from Matt Stowe. And, and uh, oh, Matt Stowe is the DA that was on uh-huh. the show have
1: you watched the show i've seen parts of it i haven't seen it all
0: okay, okay. i need
1: well, to go I'm, back and watch it.
0: it well it's actually on id channel now so
1: oh, okay i'll, I'll yeah. definitely check that out
0: yeah um, i'm really excited about that because now my grandma can watch it <laughs> so uh,
1: we're uh we'll be meeting with uh with general Stowe on wednesday on the officer involved shooting that led to the murder of the police officer Wow. So that's Wednesday morning, that's the next one.
0: Yeah, I really like Matt Stowe. I think he's a great- I leader. do
1: too. Yeah,
0: I just, I think, yeah. I like I said earlier, you know, um, as a PI, I feel like, you know, my goal is truth. DA's office is to prosecute, criminal defense is to get the, get the criminal off. Um, I like mm-hmm. the position, you know, I like where I'm at. Uh, now when I'm hired specifically for criminal defense, it's a little different. Um mm-hmm. I'm working for the attorney or whatever, I can't, you know, even if I find something that implicates somebody, you know, I'm not gonna like go public and be like, okay, I changed my mind, this guy's guilty, you know. <laughs> I can't do that. But wow. but what I really like about Stowe is that I feel like with him it's it's more about truth and justice than it is about numbers and you know, I I, I feel that way personally about about, about General Stowe.
1: Matt is extremely detail-oriented, yes. and um, he's more, probably more detail-oriented and hands-on than any other DA that I work with, and, and that's a good thing. Um, it, it, it sometimes leads to some slower caseloads, but they're more thorough, I think, caseloads. But then, you know, I was with General Funk this weekend or this past week in the Travis Reinkein case, and I worked with General Cooper a lot over in, in the Middle Tennessee district. And and they're all just different. I mean, and it's just a different style. But but Matt Stowe is is just incredibly gifted. Yeah. He's so smart, and, and then and that's not the that Glenn Frank and Brett Cooper aren't. I'm just saying Matt Stowe is like a different level smart than most people. he, yes. he functions up here, he and so uh, and then and sometimes I think maybe that leads to him to maybe I'm just going to say this, and I think he will appreciate. it. Yeah. I think he overthinks a case or two every so often and doesn't just go, go, go. And that might be a good thing. It just, it leads to a little bit slower stuff in that district than I'm used to in the other two districts. Okay. So, but that he's a, he's a great DA and and I really, I really like General Stowe.
0: He said things to me before that I didn't even, I didn't actually understand or get till later. And then I'll just be sitting there and be like, oh, okay. yeah, he's
1: that kind yeah, he's that kind of smart.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's that kind of smart. And, and I know he's up for re election, and I, I hope he's successful. But if he's not, I think we'll probably hear his name again, and it'll be like writing for some Supreme Court justice an opinion. I mean, but, he's that kind of smart. Yeah,
0: yeah I agree. He's agree. like
1: Alan Dershowitz. I tell people, if people ask me about Matt Stowe, I said, he's like Alan Dershowitz smart. I mean, he's that kind <laughs> yeah. of smart.
0: Yes, I agree. Yeah. I keep just I just want to tell people that um, I'm sorry I've i had to mute several people because they you know have come in and I can hear their background and um, oh, Okay. not trying to be rude if you have something to say you know put in chat that you'd like to speak and we'll certainly let you speak.
1: Sure turn this into one of those uh, Reddit AMA things ask me anything if you want to. <laughs>
0: If y'all have questions, if you there's something specifically you want to know about, you want us to speak about, um, let us know. And unless it's going to land us in jail, I promise you, we will. <laughs> but what else? What else can we talk about um, with the case right now?
1: Mm, uh, the the Swift case. Yeah. Um, I meant not to be haphazard about it. I mean, you know, I've. I've moved on to other cases, and, and then I just look through my, my files from time to time and try to see if there's any updates. So I haven't done anything with Swift in over probably 18 months outside of um, forwarding, reposting something to just kind of keep it as a, as a topic. So yeah. it pops back up and things like that. So honestly, I mean, I don't know anything additional about it. Um, you know, you, with media, there's always something new. Last week it was Travis Ryan King and a couple of weeks we're moving to Crystal Daniels. So I, I can't, I can't really speak on it. Is there anything from your side?
0: Uh, no, I mean, and that's the thing I feel like, and it's really frustrating. I feel like a lot of my energy and attention has been diverted and is you know now more on the civil stuff and was on the criminal charges that that just um, got dropped. I don't know uh, how many people are aware of this. I'm sure if you read the state gazette, you know, but um, the stalking charges that I had against you know the people that I was investigating, um, I I feel silly for being so evasive, but I mean ev- I think everybody knows. I don't think I have to you know, say anything, you know, sp- specify who I'm talking about. But those, uh I-, I got word a couple days before the trial that the pro tem had uh, filed a, a nollie prosk and um, was refusing to prosecute. So the charges are dropped. And, um, you know, initially, I was like, I'm just, I'll, you know, it was without prejudice. So I'm like, I'll just go back before the grand jury and I'm going to push this. This is bullshit. I'm not going to let them get away with this. And then I'm just like, you know what? This shit's exhausting. (laughs) Like, I'm just, you know, I just, fuck it. I mean, here comes the language, but I, I can't, I just, I don't have the energy. I'm tired. This is, and back to what I was originally saying when I got off on all that is just simply that I feel that the attention has gotten off of Karen. It has gotten off of the case and now it's all about stalking charges and civil cases. And I Uh hate that. That is not what I got involved in this for. Um, I feel like it's just a incredible waste of time and resources and um, I just Uh want to get back to working on getting justice for Karen you know
1: right and, and that happens in these cases yeah and you, you didn't really get, when you were talking about uh, a couple of things about it being exhausting mm-hmm. i i don't think that between you and i we both have a lot of followers and you know my friend nick barris and two or three more of us that we do this for a living and and you know i don't think they realize the exhaustion level mm-hmm. that that this reaches like um you know like you've reached out to me since friday And between a six-day trial, four-day jury selection, dealing with four family members who who lost loved ones and constantly having to talk to them to get information and and then to watch them be so anguished about having to look at the person in the courtroom that killed their child Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and and finally getting a chance to talk to him, it is so emotionally draining.
0: It really is.
1: and I and sometimes I come across a little course in, in in some of my lives or things that I write, and I sound frustrated, and it's not that i'm it's not that I'm angry at anybody or it's not that I don't value their opinion. It's just after a while, it's like and I, I mean this as as serious as I can get, it's that I don't want somebody in Iowa who has never set foot in a courtroom in Tennessee and has never talked to any of these victims or any of these suspects to to tell me what what really happened Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. i
1: mean you know i'm sorry i respect i'm glad you follow but if you're sitting over in des moines iowa and and you're trying to tell me what happened to joe claude daniels or karen swift or or travis ryan king or any of these cases you don't know you only know what you've read what we wrote and you've taken things off of it And, and that is is so it just tears your energy level and it exhausts you to the point and and i know you've put a lot of time and resources and and capital into the karen swift case and it's it's exhausting for people to to ha- hey they're entitled to their opinion
0: mm-hmm. but
1: that's just opinion it's not fact
0: right and it's you know, so- and, and- public discussions and you know especially theories and and you know uh I don't want to call it say suspects or persons of interest because technically they're not but you know people that are of interest to the public will say it that way you know and sure. when, when uh, those theories and those possibilities have been presented to the public um, it is a matter of, of public concern and, and, and it is healthy I think for mm-hmm. the Islam you know in of course within some boundaries um, to have these discussions you know there are boundaries but right,
1: right, and, and you know, you mentioned boundaries, and that's something that since we're doing this today, the Joe Clyde Daniels case is, is so well known nationally and things like that. And I don't even know if you know this, but uh, the guy that was driving by the Joe Clyde Daniels and saw who he believed to be Joe Clyde um, on the roadside mm-hmm. because he testified, and people believe that somehow got the mistaken idea that he was involved mm-hmm. they have persecuted that guy oh, yeah. they called him there. they called him at work they they threatened his boss they threatened his family they threatened him and oh, wow. about in about four weeks ago he committed suicide
0: oh god well i, I mean kind of like uh uh oh what was the guy's name that that was ginseng hung in uh shit i can't talk ginseng hunting and uh larry stone yes thank you Um, He was attacked also, and there were rumors, theories going around that that he was involved, you know, because of, you know, because he found her or whatever. Well, and even if you want to, I'm not to, you know, because of course I've got my stories and, you know, I'm not trying to bring the focus back to me per se. But, you know, then there's, you know, even in the Holly Bobo case, this is not the first time that I've been persecuted. Well, Um,
1: there's the. Working with law and crime, I've learned that there are actually psychiatrists
0: mm-hmm.
1: that study the attacks on journalists and witnesses mm-hmm. and I didn't realize it was so common but a, a, but, a, but a friend of a friend of mine is working a case out of Iowa or one of those square states out there where a little boy disappeared and she started receiving death threats at her station that she was involved in helping to cover it up and and I I talked to one of the psychiatrists with uh, one of the networks and it's amazing how often the person, those type of people, and this is terrible, have suffered a traumatic loss mm-hmm. and they feel like they didn't get justice. Yeah. So, so they internalize these cases and then they attack you, they attack me, they attack Larry Stone or, or the or witnesses. Like, they, they feel like they feel like they've got to blame
0: somebody. Yeah. But it's like, sometimes it's like the people they're attacking are, doing something good is like, you know, it's it's that you know, and I've said this in my podcast, so I'm not trying to, you know, be a broken record, but no good deed goes uh, unpunished. I'm really struggling today. Too much coffee. (laughs) I I need some. Goes unpunished. Um, and sadly, you know, I think in these types of cases, it's like, you know, somebody, and, and you do have, um, you're going to be my savior again here because you remembered Larry Stone's name, and then there's also the case with the girls in the basement in Ohio, and the guy. Uh,
1: oh yeah, um, the, the the friends that were uh, kidnapped and killed down on the by the bridge.
0: Remember the guy's name?
1: Uh, not can't write it off the top of my head.
0: Well, I don't remember his name either. I can picture him, but I don't remember his name, but anyway, um you know that guy had like volunteered a missing person searches uh for the girls and had fundraisers and it buddied up to the family and I mean yeah, that is you know the the guilty party the perpetrator um generally will return to the crime scene um you know generally and depending on what type of you know murder what type of killer were we're looking at will sometimes even go as far as to insert themselves in the case often
1: often insert themselves into the case
0: but that um, that, that was kind of you know so i think anytime you see somebody volunteering and you know doing these good things the public will look at them and be like you did it
1: <laughs> I, th- I think there. i think there's a healthy level of volunteering and then there becomes a uh a level where you start that's thinking,
0: hmm. That's level.
1: Yeah, uh, you know, not to name names, but, but the Bobo case, yeah. there, was, uh, there was like a, a list of 15 suspects developed by some of the people you're friends with.
0: I know exactly what you're what you're talking.
1: I'm, about. I'm not going to say it, no, but
0: I might have been on that list. I don't know. If,
1: if, I saw the list, and it and it would it would hurt some people's feelings that we know to know that they were on the list of possible suspects, and all they did was interject themselves into the case. And I know most of those people now, and they were not involved. They just wanted to help, but but they got a little carried away.
0: Yeah. You know. I mean, so,
1: and, I- and there's nothing wrong with that. And they've helped a lot of people since.
0: Yeah, I was just gonna say, you know, honestly, I, I, I think that those are the people that we need in these cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, We need that, you know, so right. maybe something somewhat unhealthy about it, but at the same time, it's what, again, like we said earlier, keeps the case alive. And that is the most important part of it, just to make sure that, it, that our victims are not being forgotten.
1: Yeah these these cases once they go cold um you know like I said I've mentioned Waffle House a couple times that was only 4 years ago yeah. and it was amazing when you said when uh, we used the name Travis Ryan King that so many people would say who and then you'd say you know the Waffle House murders they'd say oh yeah mm-hmm. it, you know they got forgot and 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 those vic- four victims should never be forgot no so, and that was the big thing is uh, I was really impressed with my friend Stephanie Langston from Channel 2. Every t- every morning she put out, when she put out her first tweet of the day about the trial, she used a photo of the four victims instead of the suspect. I really admired that.
0: Yeah, that's I like that too. Yeah, that's a great, great way to, to approach mm-hmm. it. I but mm-hmm. I won't keep you too much longer. Um but, but I do want to tell you, there are some really exciting things coming up that I want you to be involved in.
1: Good, Definitely. Uh, we we'll don't, do. uh,
0: I, I don't want to say too much just yet, but, um, April or May, uh, we're talking about the end of the end of April, beginning of May, we're going to be hosting a victim's rights rally. Um, yeah. And uh, that's
1: cool. That's needed.
0: I've already started, you know, Putting in phone calls. I've, I've already got a list of people that, you know, elected officials that have agreed to come and speak on the issue. Uh, so I think it's going to be, in, and also some headliners, we're going to have some music, and um, I think it's going to be really good. Uh, the people of Dyersburg, you know, I can just off the top of my head think of, you know, half, half a dozen or more people that I've spoken to recently that I know would love to come speak about their Loved one that was murdered, and you know, there's unsolved
1: murders and unsolved uh, missing person cases, and sure, uh, and, and there's so many of them. And, you know, it, it's it's uh, a lot of people, and, and I'm assuming we're talking to a lot of people from Tennessee, but nationwide too. Yeah, Tennessee has a very strong victims' rights advocacy law.
0: Yes, you
1: know, yeah. they're entitled to a lot of things.
0: Yeah,
1: and and victims should be aware of that.
0: Right. Well, I, yeah, and that's the thing. I think that they're just um, maybe aren't enough resources, aren't enough um, people in, you know, giving them that information. Um, right. That's, that's probably more the, it's not that the policies and the, the protections are not there for them. It's just that they're not aware that they're there for them.
1: So. That's absolutely right.
0: All right. Well, it's been great talking.
1: It to has you. been, has been.
0: Thanks to everybody who joined us. Um, We're signing off now, so speak now or forever hold your peace. (laughs) Okay, not forever, but, you know.
1: (laughs) It's Monday, you know.
0: At least until uh, later this afternoon because I'm taking a short break.
1: (laughs) I'm going to take a break rest of the day. I've got three more hearings this week, so I'm taking the rest of the day off.
0: Right. Well, that's why I said short break for me, but you've uh, you've been going at it for days on end so mm-hmm. all right Bert you have a great day um thank you so much it was great talking you're
1: to welcome you. see see you soon
0: all right bye